This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Invest Talk, a series by The Straits Times podcast channel, Your Money and Career. At Invest Talk, we talk about money matters and all things related to investing. We want to give you that extra edge in managing your hard earned money. I'm Lee Su Shen. And I'm Ven Srinivasan. Both of us are associate editors at The Straits Times. In this episode, recorded in January 2023, we want to look at how the markets have been doing and what investors can expect this year. The threats of inflation, higher interest rates, and recession are still present, but to different degrees. Many experts expect the interest rate hikes to start tapering off. But it may take longer for inflation to come down to more comfortable levels. As a result, the higher interest rates quite possibly may tip countries like Europe into recession. The International Monetary Fund recently warned that 2023 will be a tougher year for the global economy than 2022. The three big economies of the world, the United States, the European Union and China could be slowing down simultaneously. Global growth is forecast to slow from about 6% in 2021 to 2.7% in 2023, the IMF added. For Singapore, growth for 2022 came in at about 3.8%. For this year, 2023, given that manufacturing is looking weaker, Singapore is likely to see lower growth. MTI's growth forecast for 2023, which was issued back in November, is between 0.5% and 2.5%. This may be updated later. So then, given this overall economic backdrop, what's the outlook for the Singapore stock market in general? Will the markets be as turbulent as 2022? Sushan, as I've been saying in my columns before, I believe 2023 will be a year of two halves. The first half will likely remain turbulent and volatile, as has been 2022 actually, because inflationary pressures will remain high this year, prompting central banks to keep interest rates elevated. The Fed has already indicated this higher for longer stance in its latest minutes, which was just released this week. After seven rate hikes in 2022, Analysts expect at least two more Federal Reserve rate hikes this year, taking the terminal Fed rate funds to 5.1% or perhaps even slightly higher. But the second half could be different. By June, we would have started seeing the base effect on price rises. Year-on-year inflation data could start plateauing or even falling. This could prompt a pause in the Fed rate hikes. If signs point to a definite and sustainable downtrend in inflation numbers, we might see a Fed pivot, which would be a catalyst for a market recovery. Also, much of the uncertainties could have been priced into the market by media. China's initial rocky reopening would have smoothened out by the second half, I reckon. Right, Ven. So these would be some of the factors affecting the stock market? Well, as you say, there is China's pace of opening up. This will be a key factor to watch. China is Singapore's top trading partner. And with their opening up, China's growth is likely to rebound in the second half this year. It's projected to pick up and come in at about 4.8% for the year after a 3% gain in 2022. 
according to economists surveyed by Bloomberg. But it really all depends on how their COVID situation evolves and how fast it takes China to get over this initial bumpy start. Other factors, such as the Russia-Ukraine war and the US Federal Reserve's actions vis-à-vis interest rates, will also have a bearing on how stock markets move. Okay, I want to emphasize that the biggest factor weighing in on the market this year is inflation and interest rates. Higher interest rates will impact corporate earnings, especially for companies with more borrowings. So there will be some earnings deratings in the works going into the first half of 2023. If inflation remains stubbornly high and interest rates remain higher for longer, there could be a liquidity crunch and subsequent debt defaults within the corporate sector. These are factors to look out for. Then we come to China's reopening. It's a significant development that can affect global outlook in 2023. At this point, we don't know the magnitude of this impact. China's reopening has caused some anxiety and mixed feelings amongst investors, especially as COVID continues to rage within the populace. On the other hand, when the dust settles with the COVID situation in China, production of goods and services should increase, and this should help improve global supply and ease inflationary pressures. But then, we could also see revenge spending, pent-up demand and greater demand for commodities from China, greater demand for energy too. All of these could prove inflationary. So the jury is still out on the net inflationary impact of China's reopening, but China's emergence from COVID lockdowns will clearly present investment opportunities in the medium and longer term, even if it also means inflationary risks for the rest of the world, which could complicate matters for global central banks. As for the war in Ukraine, several things could happen. If the war drags on, it could become a long-drawn affair and a war of attrition with no overall winner. Both the economies of Ukraine and Russia would suffer major damage. But some analysts see a combination of battle weariness, rising human and economic costs, forcing both parties to come to the negotiating table at some point. But the worst-case scenario would be a further escalation of the war, particularly if Russia decides to use tactical nuclear weapons. Then NATO could respond and Europe might be dragged into this war. Right, Ven. So these are some of the considerations for 2023. Looking forward, the SDI is hovering around the same level as a year ago. Is there anything else that investors should take note of before they venture further? Well, investors should start tracking companies which have the potential to benefit from a potential sequential recovery in the global growth story. It will pay to do some homework to see which companies have strong balance sheets, pricing power, and growth potential. Look at various financial ratios such as earnings per share, price earnings multiples, price to net asset value, and even dividend payout potentials. These are important ratios which could give an insight into the underlying strength of a company. Also look at companies which will benefit from rising demand for goods and services travel, and those tied to the green economy, and even those which will benefit from digitalization and emerging government policies. 
find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Let's get back to the conversation with my co-host and colleague, Ven Srinivasan. Now, Ven, the result season will soon be upon us and the REITs usually report first. As interest rates remain elevated, how will the REITs do? Which listed REITs in Singapore, retail, logistics, hospitality or office buildings, for example, are likely to perform well? Well, REITs tend to fall out of favour when interest rates rise. This is because many REITs tend to be highly geared and high rates would impact their profits. Also, higher rates to be had from alternative investments such as bonds or even bank deposits will compete against the attractiveness of REITs as dividend payers. That said, most S-REITs are financially sound and generally have gearings which are very manageable. Hospitality REITs will be among those that I would watch as travel and tourism continues to pick up. This trend could accelerate as China-based travellers head out to the world after the reopening of their country. Retail and logistics REITs could also do well as they support travel, tourism and trade, all of which are on an uptrend this year. I would be somewhat more cautious on office REITs given that work from home has become more entrenched lately. Companies may demand smaller office floor plates and this could weigh down demand for office space. Okay, then. So last year, some of the sectors that did well were the oil and gas sectors and infrastructure or food or, or, or consumer sectors. But oil prices, after rising sharply, are now less elevated. Do you think these sectors will continue to perform or are there other sectors that look promising? Well, the demand for energy and commodities will likely remain elevated as China reopens and re-enters the global market. In all likelihood, energy prices will remain at current levels for a while. Meanwhile, as the northern winter continues to better Europe and North America through the next couple of months, demand for energy will remain high. That said, analysts do not see energy prices spiking to the peaks we saw early last year. Food and consumer stocks will do well if they are essentials and the companies have pricing power. Pharmaceutical and healthcare will also be in play going to the next few years as demand for products and services in these segments continue to grow. So that's it from us. The bottom line is that there is cause for mild optimism and 2023 should be a better year for equities. However, investors will still need to be cautious. I'm Lee Su Shen. And I'm Ven Srinivasan. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Invest Talk, a series by The Straits Times podcast channel, Your Money and Career. If you'd like to read our columns, there are links in our podcast text description. Happy investing. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. 
Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.